Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. Flames and the smoke. I have a tape recorder in my hand. Now nobody would think of doing that. The newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here is your host, Stan Bunger. Yeah, this time the third of four parts in a little mini-series within our podcast, focusing on the great San Francisco financial district gas leak in 1981. It happened on August 25th of 81. A construction crew had punctured a big natural gas line, and for hours the gas spewed unchecked from the ground, while people fled the area. All told, about 30,000 people evacuated, and KCBS was right in the middle of the evacuation zone. Studios and offices and newsroom on the 32nd floor of one embarkation Center had to be emptied of people. So for many hours, the station essentially ran the show from a series of handheld radios and telephone calls and a news car parked on the street where one journalist would hold down the press to talk button on a two way radio just to keep the signal going. The next morning, Things were returning to normal, but not quite normal, as the staff was able to re-enter Embarcadero Center and get back to that 32nd floor newsroom and studios. What you'll hear in this next section is the 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. hour on the morning of August 26, 1981, the morning after the gas leak. Al Hart, the lead anchor of the morning broadcast on KCBS, he was joined by Ken Ackerman. Chris Brecher was the traffic anchor, and reporters included Jerry Wilcox and Wilson Van Alst, along with Charlie Serafin, who had joined the station as an assistant news director and played a key role in the coverage the day before. And in this episode of the podcast, you'll hear Charlie joining the team the next morning to recount exactly what they'd done. So you're sort of hearing the story behind the story as it had been broadcast the day before. Again, this piece of audio coming from a collection of radio air checks assembled by the late Bay Area radio engineer Mike Schweitzer. It's 6 o'clock. CBS News, over a billion miles without a hitch, but now trouble aboard the Voyager 2. I'm Christopher Glenn, reporting on the CBS radio network. Voyager 2 has already accomplished what all the earthbound astronomers in the history of the world couldn't provide detailed information and clear photographs of that most majestic of the planets, Saturn, and its rings. As Voyager 2 completed its mission and swept off for a five-year journey to Uranus, a glitch developed. The platform carrying the spacecraft's cameras got stuck. That problem became evident when a series of photographs expected from Voyager failed to arrive at the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena. The platform is designed to point the cameras in a precise manner. Scientists aren't sure just what happened and are trying to get more information, as spokesman Alan Wood explains. We want to get the data in hand that uh, is on the spacecraft tape recorder that was recorded as it flew by the planet uh, on, the dark, on the opposite side of Saturn from the Earth. That information uh, should tell us exactly what happened to the uh, platform. Until we solve the problem, uh, we don't know what the future is going to be. Of course, the spacecraft is working fine, other parts of it. We've 
it's just those four uh, instruments or four experiments that uh, are not going to be able to be used here for the next uh, a few days until we find out what the problem is. Woods says the scientists expect more information later today. The Soviet Union has confirmed that one of its satellites burned up over Western Australia this week, but the Russians deny that any debris from the satellite actually hit the ground. A statement says that Cosmos 434, which was launched 10 years ago as part of a lunar research program, burned up as planned. Australia is checking reports that parts of the satellite came to Earth. More CBS News in one minute. The sale is on, and only at Sears. All Tough Skins jeans, 20% off. Now, like Western Denim Tough Skins, just $6.99 for little kids, $8.79 for big kids. All colors, all styles, all sizes, all 20% off. Until August 29th at most larger Sears retail stores. For kids' jeans with hot pockets at hot prices, you can count on Tough Skins like you can count on Sears. It's your mother's birthday tomorrow, George. Oh, I didn't send her a thing. When she gets finished with you, your ears will be ringing. What a difference a male grab makes in 24 little hours. When a message has to be there tomorrow, pick up the phone, call Western Union, and tell them you want to send a male gram message. Within seconds, your greeting is on its way for delivery with the next business day's mail. And it's only a day away, that male gram from you. Egyptian President Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Begin have completed two days of talks in Alexandria. Bruno Wassertile reports the outcome. Egypt and Israel have decided to resume top-level negotiations on Palestinian autonomy on September 23rd, ending a break in the talks that's lasted for more than a year. The renewal of the autonomy discussion seems to be the most tangible outcome of the two days of summit talks held between Begin and Sadat here at Egypt's unofficial summer capital. During the talk, Sadat also reassured Begin that the peace process between the two countries will continue even after the Israeli army completes its final pullback from the Sinai Peninsula at the end of next April. Sadat said he had been greatly encouraged by a remark made by Begin in which the Israeli leader said he hoped that the ceasefire achieved last month along the Lebanese border would last forever. Some advances were also hinted at in accelerating the normalization process between Egypt and Israel, but details for the moment are being kept confidential. Bruno Wassertile, CBS News, Alexandria. The Mediterranean fruit fly continues to plague and confound California authorities. Five medflies have turned up for the first time in Southern California, home of the citrus industry, and preliminary tests show they are fertile. The new find came 260 miles south of the previous infestation line. The flies were discovered yesterday in a Los Angeles suburb. Meanwhile, Japan is still refusing to ease restrictions on fruit imports from California. More in a minute. Enjoy your coffee and enjoy yourself. This is Robert Young, and I want to tell you about a great summer cooler. Sanka brand for summer. It's Sanka that's iced, not hot. You just place one rounded teaspoon of Sanka instant decaffeinated coffee in a tall glass. Stir in one cup of cold water, add ice. And uh, cream and sugar, if you like. <laughs> Enjoy your Sanka brand. Enjoy yourself. Dear folks, please send more honey. Oh, 
As to the estate, here is the last pill and testament. Of These typing errors are brought to you by Smith Corona, the portable typewriter with the LiftWrite correction cartridge. LiftWrite doesn't cover up mistakes. It lifts them clean off the page. Make no mistake. Make Smith Corona your next portable typewriter. Dear Smith Corona, I bought the LiftWrite cartridge and I still make mistakes. But now, nobody's notices. Former President Jimmy Carter left him huffing and puffing at the Great Wall of China today. As part of his daily jogging program, Mr. Carter raced up the eastern and western sections of the wall and set such a pace that members of his family and staff were left gasping for breath. Mr. Carter is in the second full day of a 10-day trip to China. I'm Christopher Glenn, CBS News. And good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. Ken Ackerman's here. 56 degrees in San Francisco. Fair and mild through tomorrow. And come on back to work. Everything's okay in the financial district. And before we get to the story, Ken has complete details for you. We're going to find out about traffic. Here is Chris Brecher. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Al. Well, things are not quite as uh, difficult in the financial district as they were yesterday, at least in terms of getting around. San Francisco Muni says the 41 line is making its entire trip this morning. The 41 line is looking good today. All the express buses, the 1 Express, 2 Express, the Geary Express, they're running normally. The Muni still is having trouble with the 55 line, which normally uses Sacramento Street. And, of course, Sacramento and Battery was the site of this gas leak yesterday, so Sacramento Street still is pretty much out of the question. The 55 line is turning around at Sacramento and Kearney, and then going back out the rest of its route. So the 55 line effectively ends today, or until they get this cleaned up, at Sacramento and Kearney in San Francisco. Now, it looks like California Street is reasonably passable. Clay Street is passable this morning. You can get across... Uh, Front Street, you can get across Davis. You cannot get down Sacramento Street between uh, Front and, say, uh, Sansom, and you cannot pass along Battery between California and Clay. So it's Sacramento and Battery that are still closed off, and each one for about a two-block length. But Clay is open, California is open. BART is running, never has been affected by this entire problem. All right, thank you so much, Chris, and uh, we'll be continuing to give you further details on traffic problems or lack of problems here in uh, San Francisco throughout the morning on KCBS. Stay with us. 56 in the city. Here's the news. Here's Ken. And I think you'll agree, Al, it was uh, quite uh, quite a sight out there at 4 this morning, the dramatic cleanup effort. It was Tanker wild. trucks and uh, workmen all over the place. Well, for the one or two people who may not have heard what happened yesterday, a gas main burst in the heart of the financial district, sending up a cloud of yellow-brown uh, fumes and forcing the evacuation of thousands of people from 19 buildings around from right where we are here in number 32 in the 32nd floor of number one Embarcadero Center. A whirlwind of gas blew up from a construction site at Battery in Sacramento Streets. The gas roared under high pressure and rolled into the ventilation systems of nearby buildings. No fires reported. An undetermined number of people were treated for nausea and for respiratory problems. The gas caused a heavy odor throughout the financial district, which is lingering on this morning. It is indeed. Now, we certainly want to salute all of the people from our KCBS News staff who are out there in the street, uh, amidst all of the uh, gas and oil and PCBs and everything else, who stood their ground and continued to keep people informed as to what was going on throughout that long afternoon. The walking wounded this morning. Salute to all of you. Working uh, today. Just, as, just a fantastic job. 56 degrees now in uh, downtown San Francisco. 
talk about the weather a while, and it looks good. Fair and mild through tomorrow, Bob Holman said. Uh, for those of you who want to say, uh, well, I think I'll take another day off, <laughs> this is a great day to do it. Uh, the beaches are going to be clear, and we'll have highs in the upper 60s near the coast to the 70s and 80s inland. We can give you now a, a, a sort of a, a recap of what's happening on the streets of San Francisco and the financial district. Let's call in Jerry Wilcox. Good morning, Alan Ken. Uh, I'm down on the ground level of one Embarcadero Center now. Uh, Chris, of course, ran down which streets for you are still closed and that sort of thing. And I can report that Battery, as Chris uh, indicated, is still closed between Clay and California. However, uh, it should be open fairly soon, and they seem to be on target in terms of having, uh, they hope to still have those streets open, Sacramento and Battery, by 6.30 this morning. Battery's in better shape. Uh, they still have some pools of water, and they're using squeegee mops and uh, brushes and that sort of thing, uh, cleaning up that water over on Sacramento still, and uh, so Sacramento's not a very good bet right at this minute. However, uh, as I say, they still are on schedule, and a PG&E spokesman assured me that uh, people will be able to get to their offices this morning uh, if they're coming in right now. Uh, there may be a problem still on Sacramento Street and uh, at this moment still on Battery Street, but you will be able to get into your buildings. Uh, they're still cleaning up the water left over from the steam cleaning process. Uh, presumably that's going to be finished quite soon. The uh, tiles here on the lower level of one Embarcadero Center on the ground level, uh, some pools of water here and there, but it's uh, beginning to dry out pretty well now. They've brushed it into the drains. And uh, there are still some cars across the street, across on the other side of Battery Street at Battery and Commercial in a small parking lot that have to be steam cleaned. I understand they've had to steam clean about 75 cars in all so far. And some people who had cars in the area and drove out are going to be bringing them back in to have them cleaned up. So there's still some uh, cleaning up going on here, but we're still pretty much on schedule for that 6.30 opening of the streets. Could you give that old uh, wreck, the blue car that I have parked on battery, uh, tell them to steam clean that, too? That hasn't been washed in three years, Jerry. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to take care of business down there. And uh, those of you who have been wondering whether or not you can come back to work today, yes, everything will be okay. As Jerry told you, they've been very busy throughout the night cleaning it up. And at 6.30, they lower the barricades, and uh, it's business as usual. KCBS News Time is now 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Inflation coverage for your home was a good idea when State Farm introduced it over 10 years ago. Now, with the way home building prices in California are going, it's almost a must. State Farm inflation coverage helps your insurance keep up with the cost of replacing your home automatically, month by month. Your premium is adjusted only at renewal time. Ask your State Farm agent about automatic inflation coverage. And like a good neighbor, From the Bay Calendar, who are the Louis Tiffany's of today? Find out at a presentation about California glassmakers. It's sponsored by the San Mateo County Arts Council, and it's going to happen tomorrow at noon. Call 593-1816, 593-1816, and they'll give you all the information. We're talking with Jody Schechter, world champion Ferrari Formula One driver, about the new fuel-injected Lancia Coupe. Jody, after driving the car, what do you think? This car is very precise. If you're an engineer, you can see that the specifications of the Lancia Coupe are very good. But if you're not, you really have to get in and test drive this car to really see the qualities. I found a lot of the qualities the same as the Formula One car. Thanks, Jody. 
Lancia Engineering just scored again with a stunning 1-2 victory at Watkins Glen to win the 1981 World Endurance Championship. Not only is Lancia a great performer, right now it's one of the greatest buys around. A factory incentive program is enabling Lancia dealers to pass on extraordinary savings to new Lancia buyers. So take Jody Schechter's word for it. Test drive and test price a Lancia Coupe. You'll like the performance and the price. Lancia, driving redefined. Test price and test drive Lancia at your local dealers today. And our coverage of uh, yesterday's gas blowout will continue after this Sports World Roundup. Great Western Savings introduces tax-free savings. Starting October 1st, Great Western will pay you tax-free interest on the money you deposit in a special fully insured tax-free savings account. Only this special Great Western tax-free account lets you exempt a full year of savings interest from your federal income tax. Up to $2,000 tax-free interest on a joint return. Up to $1,000 on an individual return. This is a one-year account and early withdrawal penalties will apply. To earn tax-free interest on your fully insured funds, reserve your special account today. And Great Western will pay you a bonus of 18% interest on your money between now and October. This 18% bonus plan is backed by U.S. government securities. It is not a savings account and is not insured by the FSLIC. Reserve your tax-free account today at any Great Western savings office. Yes, the financial district will be open for business. They're lowering the barricades at uh, 6.30 this morning. So come on back to work and we'll have Wilson Van Alsten here shortly to tell you all about what happened yesterday and what you can look forward to today. A Sports World Roundup. Good morning. I'm Ron Weber. Here's the three ball. Two strikes. Hits the out. There is a ball that we will drop into left field. It is a base hit. And there is the bid for the no-hitter. Broken here's the throw to second. And Yout is in there standing up with a short double in the left field. George Hoffman describing the ninth inning leadoff blow that made White Sox hurler Dennis Lamp settle for a one-hitter, beating Milwaukee 5-1. Lamp stuck with his sinker ball. I just went right after him with my best pitch up to the fifth inning. I don't think I threw too many breaking balls up to the fifth. And uh, that's what Yellen hit for the base hit. Chicago now leads the American West. Two shutouts, the Twins' Daryl Jackson and Jerry Kuzman blanked the Yanks 3-0, and Cleveland's Len Barker three-hit the A's 2-zip. Ranger Fergie Jenkins four-hit the Blue Jays 6-1. On the hitting side, here's Pete Sark in Detroit's 10th inning. Kelleher, running for Hebner on second. Gibson, on first. Quisenberry, the pitcher. Perry's ready. Quisenberry's pitch. Line drive right field. Kelleher heads for third. Here comes the throw. It's bobbled in the outfield. And Kelleher will score with the winning run. Tigers beat the Royals. Four to three. Two more extra frame affairs. The Red Soccer Jim Rice homered in the top of the tenth. The Angels came back to win 8-7 on Bobby Gritch's two-run single. Boston had led 6-0 in the first inning. And Jose Morales, three-run homer in the twelfth, left at Orioles 6, Mariners 5. Now this. Looking for a good price on your auto insurance? Well, you can follow the lead of millions who found good, low-cost auto insurance at State Farm. You'll get State Farm's low rates, plus the good neighbor service you really can't put a price on. See your State Farm agent for a good buy on your auto insurance today. And while you're there, ask about a real value on life, health, and homeowner's insurance, too. And like a good neighbor... Listen, and you know it all. 
Good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart with Ken Ackerman, and these are the headlines. Reporters are on scene right now for a morning debriefer on the big gas blowout in San Francisco yesterday. Snafus cropped up during the emergency yesterday, and the acting mayor talks about them. There was an evacuation in Santa Rosa yesterday in the downtown area. And let's see about traffic now. Here is Chris Retcher with the latest. Chris? Well, on our freeways and city streets, uh, things are doing pretty well this morning. No stalls or accidents reported. San Francisco city streets obviously are still uh, a little bit tied up with this cleanup effort. And uh, evidently, the 6.30 deadline for the, the end of the cleanup seems to be holding. So we have about 15 more minutes during which you'll find Battery closed between Clay and California. You'll find Sacramento Street closed between Front and Sansom. And the other streets in that area are open. California is open. Clay Street itself is open. Drum, Davis, Front Street, they're open. You'll find the 55 Muni line still has to turn around at Sacramento and Kearney. And that'll stay in effect until Sacramento Street is reopened. Golden Gate Transit buses are coming in along Jackson to Drum to California, and then they're continuing along in their regular routes. BART is having a delay from Fremont to Richmond. It's a 15-minute delay, but it's only happening one time. After the, after the next Fremont-Richmond train comes through, that delay is all over. Thank you, Chris. KCBS News Time is now 18 minutes past 6 o'clock. And uh, here is a man who was one of those in the eye of the hurricane yesterday. Wilson Van Alst, you were out among them when everything was happening. And uh, what is your assessment of how things went? Well, what's happening right now? Right now, uh, this building, Embarcadero Center, number one, so it smells a little bit like a laundromat downstairs as the <laughs> cleanup operation goes on. The, the evidence of uh, soap sud smell is very much in the air down here. But again, we're getting reassurances that people will be able to get to their jobs just about on time this morning. Uh, yesterday was incredible, and the word you used, hurricane, about uh, describes it very aptly. Uh, I was going into a studio to make a recording when uh, I started to hear a strange noise, and I realized that I couldn't make a recording with that noise going on in the background, and so I started trying to figure out where it was coming from. It seemed like it might be coming from the air conditioning system, but I put an ear up there and heard nothing, and finally went up close to one of the windows that goes from floor to ceiling here in Embarcadero Center, and that window pane was vibrating. You put your hand on it. It was shaking uh, from a noise outside and you realized all of a sudden that there was some tremendous loud noise going on continuously outside, sounding something like a jet engine, except uh, much louder than anything you've ever heard in an airport, really. And I tried to think about what this noise must be like to people down on the street if it was this loud 32 stories above the deck. Uh, there was only one thing in my history that had uh, made any noise similar to that, and that was a story I covered down at the Kaiser Permanente Cement Plant in Cupertino, which happened to be a gas main leak. Um, it was a 14-inch pipe there, a 16-inch pipe yesterday that uh, was ruptured. That thing had sent flames some 75, 80, 100 feet up into the air, and I knew the potential if that is what we were dealing with yesterday, and it was crazy. It was one of those things that says, if this is really going on in San Francisco, and if it ignites, What's going to happen next? Uh, the next course of action I took was to go into the studio where Lila Peterson was broadcasting. There were already announcements coming over the public address system in Embarcadero Number 1 telling people to take the stairways down uh, to safety, uh, that they were indeed evacuating the building. I tried to make sure that Lila's guests and then Lila were able to get out. Uh, our transmitter at that point was still on the air, and uh, I tried to take over a microphone to tell people sort of what I could gather as to what was happening, 
my voice was just not functioning very well. <laughs> it was one of those... Lila said that she thought the whole thing was a joke until you walked in. And she said when she looked at your face, she knew this was no joke. This was, as far as you can tell, the real thing. Uh, after the original evacuation procedures began here at Embarcadero Number 1, the original procedures telling people to take the stairwells, there was a change of instruction, and suddenly we started hearing this over the intercom. told toward the end of that evacuation procedure that the elevators were okay to take. We knew at that point, or at least we hoped, that there was no fire immediately in the building. We couldn't tell exactly what was going on at the, in the street at that point, and we were hoping simply that nothing would ignite all that uh, gas that was accumulating down on the street level in San Francisco. Uh, Charlie Serafin was uh, on his way back to the station, we understand, from what might have been a very nice luncheon, and Charlie is on our news line right now to pick up the story from there. Good morning, Van, and now and Ken. Yes, uh, Larry Cooper and managing editor Bob Agner and myself were at the 49ers kickoff luncheon, a very pleasant affair, and uh, we were about 10 blocks away, I would imagine. When we were approximately eight blocks from Embarcadero 1, we heard the noise as well, this tremendous hissing sound. We turned to one another and asked, what in the world could that be? So we started picking up our pace a bit and heading toward the source of the sound, not really heading back to work at that point, not realizing that the sound was coming from as near to the Embarcadero Center number 1 as it was. We came uh, up to the police lines, uh, showed our identification and went through the police lines and got close to the scene, realized that there was a major emergency, and uh, we broke up at that point. Larry Cooper went in to get on a telephone to call the newsroom and see what we could do from the street level. And uh, Bob Agner and I continued on to get to the command post, if we could, and, and get an update there. Uh, we realized that when we approached the scene that, the, in fact, we were not on the air anymore, that somebody inadvertently had uh, tripped the switch on the transmitter when they evacuated the floor, so we were unable, if we had information, to pass it on. And I ended up going to a, a remote unit uh, where I met Lila Peterson, and we said, how can we get this thing on the air? And we were told, well, we we can't. The next thing, over the two-way radio, we hear Larry Cooper's voice saying, I'm up here, <laughs> give me instructions and I'll turn it back on. And uh, in fact, the uh, chief engineer, uh, Howard Imicus, was standing by. He radioed instructions up to uh, Larry Cooper. Larry Cooper turned the transmitter back on. In a matter of minutes, we were back on the radio again and uh, trying our best to describe what was at that time kind of a, a ball of confusion. People wandering around and wondering why were we asked to leave and what is that stuff and look at it going into the air and it, it the the thing al that uh and van that that really amazed me was that the situation as it developed never seemed to let up it, it continued to intensify and we weren't really sure how dangerous a situation we were in and it never got better it went on for hours 
There's no question about that. I think a little more credit to Larry Cooper, the guy who came up for the elevators when everybody else was going down to get KCBS back on the air. Uh, there's an old line from Gunsmoke. They say it's a chancy job and a little bit lonely. He was a very lonely guy yesterday. It was indeed. That was uh, an amazing uh, job by Larry and uh, certainly by uh, Charlie Serafin and Lila Peterson and well, everybody else that was involved, Van and all the people who uh, stayed with the stayed with the ship out there, uh, carrying our remote broadcast, letting people know what was going on. And uh, Charlie, all we can say to you is a great job, and uh, we're thankful you were there to take over and uh, do the work and let us know what was happening. I know I was glued to my radio. I was over in Contra Costa County. Uh, I had driven out of the studio just moments before the incident occurred. And was, unaware of the whole thing until I tuned into the station and heard these very dramatic broadcasts along with the rest of the Bay Area. 56 degrees now in downtown San Francisco. Our coverage is going to continue here of this event. Uh, let's see, who do we have out there? I've sort of lost... Tra we Oh, it's Jerry Wilcox. Jerry Wilcox is out on the street right now. Jerry, have they lowered the barriers yet, and can we get back to work? It's beginning to look, Al, as though it's going to take a little bit longer. Uh, an interesting development here. I was just talking to one of the officers on the street who was uh, manning one of the barricades at uh, Battery and uh, Clay, I guess it is. And uh, they had started to take down the barricades at Battery and Clay and open up Battery Street just a few moments ago. And then they got word that Dr. Mervyn Silverman, the head of the uh, San Francisco Health Department, uh, wanted to make his own inspection before the streets uh, were to be opened up again. He reportedly is on his way down to uh, the scene now and we're waiting for him. Uh, in the meantime, Battery has been closed down again. So they started to open it up, they closed it down again, and the uh, cleanup is continuing on Sacramento. It's taking them a little longer on Sacramento, still some water, uh, debris and so forth that they're working on over there with mops and uh, equipment and so forth. And so Sacramento obviously is going to take past 6.30, and uh, we'll have to wait and see on uh, Battery, but it looks like it's going to be a little later than 6.30 at this point. So we just don't know when Dr. Silverman will uh, complete his, his findings. Is that true, Jerry? Well, I did not uh, hear all of your question. If you can repeat, I'll try again. Oh, all right. I'm just wondering, we don't know when uh, Dr. Silverman will complete his uh, investigation. Then. Uh, that's affirmative, Al. All we understand from the officer is that Dr. Silverman is on his way to the scene now, and presumably he will make some sort of on-site inspection and maybe give the go-ahead to open the streets, and maybe not. Okay, Jerry, we'll be standing by waiting uh, for word from you on when they lower the barricades. And uh, I'm wondering, of course, uh, one of the people who was uh, covered with that uh, oily slick and uh, reeking of gas and uh, PCBs or whatever, Charlie Serafin, still on our news line this morning. What would you do with your clothes, Charlie? Well, Al, uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, story. I have them in a plastic bag, as suggested, but I'm sitting here in a downtown hotel in San Francisco with a towel draped about me right now, kind of wondering what I would look like on the Bay Area Rapid Transit if I were to try to make it to my house this way. So uh, I haven't really solved that dilemma yet. So you're waiting for uh, somebody to bring around uh, some <laughs> uh, shirts and uh, a pair of socks and shoes, huh? Well, I'm going to try room service a little bit later and see if they can't help me out with something. Uh, I really haven't put a lot of thought to it. I've been on the telephone much of the night trying to make sure that we could coordinate all of our efforts and uh, get the information out to people in the morning. I have another question, too, which I can ask of you, and maybe you can find out the answer. One right. of our, the, the news unit that we actually broadcast from yesterday, the little yellow uh, Ford Fiesta, was coated with this gook. Fortunately, most of it got on the outside of the car and not on 
me, and I stayed inside, and Lila Peterson came and sat down, and Don Mosley came and sat down, Steve Little came in and sat down, and, and uh, Bob Melrose did a report from the car, and everyone kind of got up and took the passenger seat, and I stayed behind the wheel with the window rolled up. People said, isn't it warm in there? Wouldn't you rather have your window down? And I said, no, thank you. So that was kind of fortunate. But the vehicle itself has since been removed to Contra Costa County, uh, where Diane Callis uh, has it at her residence, and I'm sure she's wondering what in the world she's going to do with it. Has there been any program for those people whose cars were contaminated and then taken out of the financial district? Well, uh, I'm not sure. I know they were steam cleaning a lot of those cars that were in that parking lot right across the street by the Federal Reserve Building. And uh, I imagine that's going to have to be the procedure, uh, get a, a thorough steam cleaning of that stuff, because uh, just throwing a little water on is not going to do the job. I don't know. I, I, have, uh, I don't have clear information on just what happened to those cars that were contaminated or what procedures will be followed. But we'll find out and pass that along, Charlie. Okay. And I hope you get a suit of clothes. And a shirt and a pair of slacks <laughs> would be nice, or jeans, or even uh, jogging pants, or... Charlie Serafin, sitting in his lonely hotel room without a stitch on. Well, he was wearing a towel. That's all right. But uh, don't get out on the street that way, Charlie. People will talk. All right, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks very much. Charlie Serafin, who just did a great job yesterday, along with all the rest of the KCBS crew. 56 degrees in downtown San Francisco. Now, what about the weather? I think we ought to talk to uh, Bob Holman. He is standing by at the moment. Are we going to have any breeze to uh, blow away the remaining smell of gas around here? I think so. Uh, westerly winds will be 15 to 30 miles an hour, afternoon hours. Now, starting out this morning, the winds won't be too strong, but they'll pick back right up. <laughs> I just get a picture of Charlie's got me going here. Charlie Serafin, as you like him. 70 degrees for downtown today, 76 degrees at Oakland, 81 degrees at Redwood City, 84 at San Jose. Concord area tonight, look for temperatures near 88 degrees and close to 90 degrees at Livermore. Temperatures are going to be warm and be warmer the next couple of days with the warming trend. Just a few, very few patches of fog uh, floating around the area. Fair and warm through Thursday with a few afternoon clouds in the southern mountains of the Sierra. Otherwise, very warm with Lake Tahoe 87 for a high, 42 for a low. Southern California is on its way to a scorcher again. Temperatures about 76 degrees at Burbank at this hour. They will be up to 105, maybe 108 degrees before this is all over. To straighten out the traffic mess this morning, let's go to Chris Brecher now. Well, it takes the fire department to straighten out this car on fire southbound 680 at Burnell in Pleasanton. That's southbound 680 at Burnell. That's in Pleasanton. And in the South Bay, you'll find no stalls or accidents. An advisory, though, if you plan to come into the financial district of San Francisco, take the bus, take BART. Especially if you were evacuated from your building yesterday, do not try to drive into the financial district today. It's going to be difficult enough just to navigate the streets. And then, of course, you'll find the parking lots are still full of cars who were left there yesterday. If you're fed up having to work over your money instead of having your money work for you, and you're tired of moving from one short-term account to another to keep up with interest rates, do this. Open a Bayview Federal Savings Small Savers Certificate that keeps up with interest rates for you. It's based on 30-month U.S. Treasury securities, and the rate is guaranteed for the certificate term. It's insured to $100,000 by the FSLIC, has a low $500 minimum deposit, and there's a substantial penalty for early withdrawal. Go to the Bayview office near you. Open a two-and-a-half-year small savers certificate today. For complete information, call Bayview toll-free at 800-632-5266. 800-632-5266. If you live in the West, you should have a Bayview. 
Bayview's two-and-a-half-year small saver certificate currently earns 15.9% with an annual yield of 17.489% through September 7th. News around the world, news around the day. 49 football, play-by-play. Professional, reliable, dependable news. Everything the world is telling you. News and more on 74. KCBS, San Francisco. CBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. I'm Ken Ackerman. And these are the headlines. Without and Begin agree to disagree. They'll talk it over later in Israel. The Air Traffic Control Task Force reports today on safety in the skies. And a snag is developed in the Voyager 2 operation. And we have a little snag, too, developing in uh, the fact that we were going to open all the streets to traffic here. Uh, in fact, they should be open right now, but uh, Dr. Mervyn Silverman, our uh, health director, wants to take a look at some of those uh, streets and see if everything is all right. So that's been delayed, and when everything is open, we will let you know and pass it along to you. And, of course, Chris will give you updates on traffic throughout the morning. Now, let's get to the news quickly, and here's Ken Ackerman. The stalled Palestinian autonomy talks are to resume late next month. That announcement from Alexandria after President Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin concluded a two-day summit. Bruno Wassertile with an update from Alexandria. At their joint news conference following two days of talks here in Alexandria, President Anwar Sadat and Prime Minister Menachem Begin announced that autonomy talks on the Palestinian question will be resumed on September 23rd and 24th. This seems to be the biggest achievement of this two-day summit. Prime Minister Begin also said that he hoped that normalization between the two countries will be accelerated soon. Bruno Wassertile, CBS News, Alexandria. President Reagan's top advisors are meeting in California this morning. Gene Gibbons reports the aim is to find out how to increase defense spending without drowning the government in red ink. According to Van Ooms, the chief economist of the House Budget Committee, their task is a difficult one. Now that a massive tax cut is on the books, says Van Ooms, the administration is running up against the economic rule that there's no such thing as a free lunch. What the stock market and the financial markets, I think, are telling us is that if you don't find ways to pay for it, and you therefore are facing very large budget deficits in the future because you've tried to both have your cake and eat it too, that it's going to be a pretty painful life. The administration insists there is a way to avoid the big budget deficits that Wall Street is apparently worried about, but today's meeting in California indicates it hasn't found it yet. Gene Gibbons, Capitol Hill. KCBS News Time, 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. The National Transportation Safety Board meets with its Air Traffic Control Task Force today on the safety of United States Airways in light of the controller's strike. Although federal authorities maintain air travel is just as safe as ever, the board is comparing conditions before and conditions after that strike. And by the way, one veteran pilot claims he's been suspended by U.S. Air for telling passengers flight delays were due to unqualified people replacing the strikers. Brian Power Waters told the Baltimore Sun that after making that statement over the intercom in his airplane, his supervisors told him he could get off the plane and uh, go home for a while. According to the PATCO president, Robert Poli, the air controller's strike is working. Gene Gibbons reports that Poli says the strike is not moot as the government claims. He insists the government will eventually have to come to terms with his union and says it's possible there could be a settlement within 30 days. Paul I professes not to be worried about something that could happen sooner, a favorable ruling on the government's effort to take away Patco's right to represent the controllers. The possibility of reinstatement is also there too, even if that comes down. 
That happened to us once before, and we were reinstated as the representative of the controllers. Fulai says one reason he feels the tide has turned in the controllers' dispute is Congress will reconvene soon. He believes congressional hearings on the situation will create additional pressure for a settlement. Gene Gibbons, Capitol Hill. Well, we didn't get to our uh, business report a little bit earlier, so we thought we'd bring in Hutch here for a quick touch on what's happening in the business world, right? I will give you just a, a swifty, Al. Oil stocks bounced back late yesterday, so did some of the uh, drug stocks, and they helped the market come up with uh, a bit of a comeback. The Dow, as a matter of fact, was up almost two points, so uh, it was a better-looking market by far at the end of the day. U.S. stocks mixed in Europe this morning, and gold, lots of folks concerned about that always. Gold was fixed higher in London this morning, $413 an ounce. That's up 325 from yesterday afternoon. Ray Hutchinson from the Pacific Stock Exchange. Thank you, Hutch. 56 right now downtown. And for traffic news, once again, here's Chris. We still have that vehicle on fire southbound 680 at Bernal in Pleasanton. Traffic picking up a little bit now on the San Mateo Bridge. Still doing well on the Dumbarton Bridge. No stalls or accidents in the South Bay, but we still have Battery Street in San Francisco closed between Clay and California. Still have Sacramento Street closed between Front and Sansom. And the Muni's number 55 Sacramento line is turning around at Kearney Street and effectively ending its run at Sacramento and Kearney today. When they get Sacramento Street open again, of course, that'll be uh, back to normal. Golden Gate Transit is detouring its inbound buses along Jackson to Drum to California, and that, too, will stay in effect as long as the road closures in San Francisco. First line report, news and commentary. I'm Diane Sawyer, CBS News State Department correspondent, reporting on the CBS radio network. The controversial sale of AWACS planes to Saudi Arabia some arguments and counter-arguments in a moment. Hi, Pat Summerall for True Value Hardware Stores to tell you that you can cut your home energy bill by as much as 15% simply by going without hot water. But if that sounds too drastic, then I suggest you install a True Value water heater. True Value water heaters are engineered to heat water faster and more efficiently. And each True Value water heater comes with complete install-it-yourself instructions so you can save even more. You'll find a selection of sizes in both gas and electric models available only at participating True Value hardware stores and home centers. And tell them Pat Summerall sent you. Enjoy your coffee and enjoy yourself. This is Robert Young, and I want to tell you about a great summer cooler. Sanka brand for summer. It's Sanka that's iced, not hot. You just place one rounded teaspoon of Sanka instant decaffeinated coffee in a tall glass. Stir in one cup of cold water, add ice. And uh, cream and sugar, if you like. <laughs> Enjoy your Sanka brand. Enjoy yourself. The battle over the Saudi AWACS is just getting started. Congress will have until October 30th to conduct a noisy fight and then take action on the issue if it chooses. But both houses of Congress must vote to block the sale or else the deal will go through. It promises at the least to be very good theater with strong protagonists on both sides. And here's a preview of the way the arguments probably will go. Opponents are going to say the penetrating AWACS radar vision will destroy Israel's best defense. Namely, allow Saudi Arabia to monitor Israel's surprise preemptive strikes. The administration will agree that in theory the radar could forewarn of an Israeli air attack, but Reagan officials argue in reality it isn't very likely. First of all, they say, the Saudi vulnerability is in the east, southeast, and southwest of Saudi Arabia, and that's where the U.S. and Saudis agree the AWACS should be stationed. From those regions, officials say, the AWACS can't see what's happening in Israel, and indeed, that's just how the Israelis got away undetected 
during the strike on the nuclear reactor in Iraq. But what about the ancient Saudi hostility to Israel, opponents will say. Israel can't rely on current Saudi moderation. The administration will counter by saying in the first place the U.S. has promised to keep Israel's armed forces superior to the Saudis and the Israelis could simply take out the gawky AWACS radar planes if they choose. In the second place, officials say the equipment on the Saudi AWACS has been stripped down so that it wouldn't really be effective in helping the Saudis coordinate an attack. But there are also opponents of the AWACS sale who oppose it on its own and not because of Israel. The people who say that Saudi Arabia has given little in return and furthermore, there's no reason to sell the Saudis the plane since the current arrangement, U.S. AWACS on loan, is working just fine. Indeed, these are the arguments that put the U.S. on shakiest ground, forced to muster intangibles such as the need for the U.S. to prove it will be a good friend and the possibility that the Saudis will soften in the future. If the debate on the AWACS is predictable, what about the vote? Well, the fact is, under this procedure, no president yet has failed to win one House of Congress to his side, and Ronald Reagan will probably get his way, too. But until then, steal yourself for several weeks of clamorous debate about the Saudi AWACS up on Capitol Hill. Now this. Hi. Hope you got what I need. What's wrong? Pain, itch, you know, hemorrhoids. Been driving my truck all day, and I need Preparation H. Right. Gives lots of people temporary relief. Its special ingredients relieve pain and itch flare-ups. Helps shrink swelling of inflamed hemorrhoidal tissue. That's real medicine. I'll take ointment and suppositories. Hi. Feeling better today? Oh, thanks to you, good buddy. Preparation H relieves pain and itch. Helps shrink swelling. Use only as directed. First Line Report. I'm Diane Sawyer, CBS News. And at 18 minutes before 7 o'clock, let's find out how the traffic situation is on this Wednesday morning with Chris Brecher. Well, it looks good on the San Rafael Bridge this morning. Marin County has no problems, and on 101 in Katati, you'll find traffic doing pretty well, says Fireman's Fund. One accident has been with us this morning, southbound 680 at Burnell in Pleasanton, where there was a car pulling a trailer, and it looks like they both caught on fire. Southbound 680 at Burnell in Pleasanton. Bart had one delay earlier. That's taken care of. The Muni still turning around the 55 line at Sacramento and Kearney, but that will be a Eliminated as soon as battery in Sacramento is reopened. Did you know there's a marvelous new way to clean draperies? Undoubtedly, it's the safest, most efficient method ever devised. It's computerized to match cleaning procedures with the individual fabric of your particular drapes. It's called the Customatic System, and only O'Connor has it. So what makes Customatic so great? Well, for one thing, it brings back the true original colors of your drapes to their sparkling best. It renews dazzling whites and soft pastels. It restores drapery fabric. There is no fading, no shrinking, no disappointments. And O'Connor's low summertime price is very affordable, just $4.90 per width, which also includes O'Connor's certified workmanship, careful removal, perfect rehanging, even hems, pleats rolled, rods checked. And one phone call does it all, 588-7161. O'Connor Carpet Upholstery and Drapery Cleaners, in business since 1937. That's 588-7161. But please call now because $4.90 is a summertime special. News Radio Time is now 17 minutes before 7 o'clock, 56 in San Francisco and in San Jose, and even 6 60 degrees, nice day ahead.
It's all right here at Grand Auto. Everything you'll ever need automotive. From our complete parts department for foreign and domestic cars to our complete service department. Tools, batteries, brakes, wheels, tires, and more. Waxes, oils, polishes, accessories, even the famous sheepskin seat covers. They're here at Grand Auto. Top quality at super low, low prices. Yes, Grand Auto. For everything automotive, for you. The best way your car can cost less than this is Tom Campbell. This week at Grand Auto, we've got a fabulous buy. The Esprit by Clubair metric radial tires. That's right, tires for most popular import cars. As low as $29.99 each for these radial tires. That's a 155 speed rated 12 black wall plus 17 exchange. And it's installed free on regular wheels. $29.99 each at Grand Auto. The ride, the performance, the handling, the gas-saving characteristics of radial tires. $29.99 each at Grand Auto this week. And with your good credit, open up a Grand Auto charge account. Grand Auto for you. And just a brief look at sports now. The Giants beat St. Louis 4-2 yesterday. The Oakland A's lost 2-0 to Cleveland. The White Sox are now back in first place in the American League West thanks to that uh, Oakland loss and to Dennis Lamp, the right-hander who led the Sox to uh, almost a no-hitter in Milwaukee last night. He lost out when Robin Yount punched a 3-2 pitch into left center field for a leadoff double in the ninth. But uh, Lamp settled for a one-hitter and a 5-1 win over the Brewers. In other American League games, Detroit edged Kansas City 4-3 and 10. The Tigers' 10th win in their last 11 games. The Twins beat the Yankees 3-0, Texas over Toronto 6-1. Baltimore at Seattle and Boston at California went into extra innings. The Angels beating the Red Sox 8-7 in 10 innings. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves got a grand slammer from Bruce Benedict plus five RBIs from Chris Shambliss and pounded the Phillies 12-2. Gary Carter had a grand slammer and six RBIs as Montreal clubbed the Cincinnati Reds 9-1. The Mets shaded Houston 2-1, and the Dodgers got by the Pirates 9-7 in 11 innings, the Cudge shading the Padres 4-3. The women's $100,000 tennis tourney, that's in Mawa, New Jersey, has lost two of its top four seeds. Top seed, Andrea Yeager, withdrew yesterday because she had a shoulder injury, and that almost uh, is going to threaten her appearance in next week's U.S. Open, too. In addition, 17-year-old Pam Casal of Fairfield, New Jersey, upset fourth seed Wendy Turnbull, 6-love, six 6-2. Six and that's sports. I'm Al Hart. Listen, and you know it all. Good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart with Ken Ackerman, and these are the headline stories. Andy Casper says the gas leak yesterday could have been a major disaster. Health Director Dr. Mervyn Silverman is checking out the financial area at this moment to make sure that uh, the streets there are clear of contamination by PCBs. And our very own governor is accused of impeding justice here in San Francisco. And we'll have the traffic news coming up in just a moment, but right now, details on the big story yesterday. Here is Ken Ackerman. Well, San Francisco's fire chief, Andrew Casper, is right there on the streets of San Francisco at Sacramento and Battery, and he said there that the gas pipe rupture in the city's financial district had the potential, the potential for creating a towering inferno. When we consider the amount of gas that uh, was leaking out of that domain and the possibility of it uh, being sucked in by air conditioning systems in the various buildings and a person striking a, a match or lighting a cigarette with a lighter or a pilot light source uh, being found to cause an explosion, uh, yes, uh, this could uh, have been very, very serious. 
Asked to describe a worst-case situation, Andy Casper said that would be when the air conditioning unit sucked gas into a building. He waved his arms toward number one Embarcadero Center, where we are, Al, which is in the middle of the cordoned-off area surrounding the ruptured gas line. He said, forget about the PCB. Anytime you get a condition where the proportion of gas to air is 4 to 12 percent, you have a potential for a disastrous explosion. And it was dangerous indeed. Bob Melrose, one of the many KCBS reporters who was out on the scene yesterday covering that story, he's on our news line right now. And, uh, Bob, I have to ask you about your interview yesterday with Supervisor and Acting Mayor Lee Dolson. That was uh, most interesting to uh, hear Mr. Dolson's comments about the lack of preparedness that the city has in case of a disaster. Well, he, like everybody else, Al, has uh, heard about it and uh, is aware of uh, what the city has been trying to do with its disaster preparedness. I think yesterday was the first time he and a lot of people have actually seen what can happen when something uh, like that does occur. And uh, I guess he's seen enough, and he's going to try to get some more money out of uh, his fellow board of supervisors. So emergency services director Phil Day has enough people to work in his office. He, uh, uh, Phil Day only has one other person, and uh, Mr. Dolson apparently has uh, seen enough as far as he's concerned and is going to apparently try to get some more money out of the board of supervisors so people can be put in that office. And he told me that he's going to turn in a full report to Mayor Feinstein when she gets back in town and is going to explain to her exactly what happened and some of the problems that occurred. He said there were definite communication and transportation problems uh, between all the parties involved, uh, police, fire, PG&E, and that was one thing I noticed when I was out there at times. Uh, it didn't appear to be, uh, nobody seemed to know who was in charge or who was actually working on trying to get the, the, the gas main stopped. Uh, it, will uh, the mayor be back today? Uh, the mayor is out of town, I think, for the rest of this week and part of next week. She is trying to drum up some uh, business for the shipyards here in San Francisco, and uh, I understood that she was in Washington uh, talking to Defense Department officials, and she's going down to Mississippi uh, sometime uh, late this week or early next, on the next leg of her trip, to see uh, the commissioning of a, of a battleship down there. And, uh, it's well, I think she's... she's She's canceled that plan. We just had word that she is uh, flying back to San Francisco today, according to our Washington Bureau, Bob, so she will uh, should be here sometime today. Okay, well, then I'm sure Mr. Dolson and she will sit down, and uh, along with Fire Chief Andy Casper and everybody else involved, and try to figure out uh, what can be done. I'm sure she'll have something to say about uh, the situation yesterday in the financial district. Okay, Bob, thank you very much for your comments this morning, and congratulations on a job well done yesterday. You uh, certainly did yeoman service out there. Uh, during the, uh, what could have been a, a real catastrophe. 56 degrees in downtown San Francisco. And now, let's talk about traffic again. I know that's going to be of concern to a lot of people, especially those that work in the financial district. Here's Chris. Well, in the financial district itself, you'll still find Battery closed between Clay and California. You'll still find Sacramento closed between Front and Sansom. Now, because of the closure of Sacramento Street, the Muni's 55 line only goes as far as Sacramento and Kearney. And then it turns around and goes back the other way. The Muni's 41 line is back in service after some delays yesterday because of road closures. The uh, California cable car seems to be running again this morning. You'll find Golden Gate Transit detouring along Jackson to Drum to California. So you will find California Street open. Clay Street itself is open. Front, uh, Davis, and Drum, all of them are open. It's Sacramento and Battery that remain closed. And it is a good idea to take the bus into this part of San Francisco today or to take BART and walk in from Market Street because it's very difficult to drive on these 
streets, you're going to find a, a lot of people just in the area out of curiosity. And you know that's going to cause a lot of congestion. And besides that, the parking lots are full, full of cars that were left there yesterday. In Santa Clara, we're having trouble with traffic signals this morning. All along Highway 237, the traffic signals are not working. Stay with Chris, and she'll keep you right up to the minute on the latest uh, traffic situation here in San Francisco. And, of course, there's a lot of you who will have things that you need to know. Maybe how to get your car out or uh, what streets are open, etc., etc. KCBS News Time is now nine minutes before 7 o'clock. We go to the Pacific Stock Exchange for a word or two on business sponsored by Great Western Savings. Here's Ray Hutchinson. And Hutch, Charlie Serafin uh, asked us a question that was unrelated to uh, the market news, certainly. But I understand you have some information on what people uh, do about their cars who were left out and covered with that oily film. Well, a lot of people are still frustrated, I think, and can't even get to their cars. Uh, for example, I had uh, taken this uh, lovely lady to lunch yesterday at the Golden Eagle, Al, and uh, they came to us finally uh, as we were concluding lunch and said, you'll have to leave now. And I thought, my word, have we been that out of line? I didn't think so, but we, uh, we got up to, to leave, and, and my friend had parked her little car on Front Street, very close to Clay. It has been there ever since. She tried to get the car then, couldn't get close to it. She tried again at about midnight last night. The police would not even let her get close to the car. It is still there, and because of the fear of a fallout from that uh, from those PCBs, uh, the car has to be uh, steam cleaned before they even allow her to grab hold of the wheel and drive it away. So it's uh, it's a problem that I think in each and every case might be uh, uh, unique. You'll simply have to check on your own situation, uh, depending on where your car is exactly and uh, what has happened with it since 1.30 yesterday afternoon. All right, thank you, Hutch. Let's check on the market. Well, the interest rates moved lower late yesterday, Al, and that helped the market definitely. We had a real turnaround as those closely watched federal funds, those are reserves that banks lend each other, uh, they fell to 15.5% at one point from the... Uh, uh, the Monday average of 17.92%, the market responded uh, very favorably. The Federal Reserve Board, if you missed that news, yesterday afternoon approved Crocker Bank's $820 million alliance uh, with Midland Bank of London. U.S. stocks mixed in Europe this morning, and the dollar has eased somewhat in Europe. Gold is up. It's up 325 from uh, yesterday afternoon to 413 an ounce, and bullion dealers have set their silver price at 879 and 810 cents. That is up from 870 and 410 cents yesterday. Ray Hutchinson from the Pacific Stock Exchange. Great Western Savings introduces tax-free savings. Starting October 1st, Great Western will pay you tax-free interest on the money you deposit in a special, fully insured, tax-free savings account. Only this special Great Western tax-free account lets you exempt a full year of savings interest from your federal income tax. Up to $2,000 tax-free interest on a joint return. Up to $1,000 on an individual return. This is a one-year account and early withdrawal penalties will apply. To earn tax-free interest on your fully insured funds, reserve your special account today. And Great Western will pay you a bonus of 18% interest on your money between now and October. And this 18% bonus plan is backed by U.S. government securities. It is not a savings account. It is not insured by the FSLIC. Reserve your tax-free account today at any Great Western savings office. Five minutes before 7 o'clock. 
To Harris Hotel in Reno, we added steel and concrete, style and space, 240 new rooms. We added parlors, suites, and luxury. The kind of quality that has earned Harris the highest ratings ever awarded a Reno hotel. For you, the completion of Harris Expansion Program in Reno means more accommodations, more parking in Harris' 800-car garage, more space in Harris' beautiful new casino complex with its luxurious Skyway restaurant and lounge, and more showroom in Harris' spectacular casino cabaret. For you, Harris' new hotel facility means more of what you come to Reno for. Reno today. More luxury, more excitement, more Harris. Well, there's a lot of excitement yesterday in San Francisco in the financial district, and it continues this morning. Jerry Wilcox is out there on the streets now, checking on whether or not they're open or safe or what, and Jerry's on the uh, news line right now. Jerry, what's the situation? Well, Dr. Mervyn Silverman, the uh, city health director, is on the scene now, making, uh, still making an inspection and consulting with PG&E officials about the cleanup that's going underway here. Uh, he walked all around the area, and uh, one of the things he saw that he did not like was uh, sand and water, or the absorbent material that was used to clean up the PCB, uh, an, accum an accumulation of that under some of the parked cars here on Battery Street, and he does not like that, and he wants it all cleaned up before he opens up Battery Street, before uh, Battery can be reopened. So they're in the process of... Uh, using their steam cleaners once again to blast that material out from under the parked cars here and then to try to dry it up and get the absorbent material out of there and his estimate is that maybe in about an hour uh, battery and perhaps sacramento uh, could be reopened so that's the situation here oh all right so we're still waiting for uh, dr silverman's okay oh my car is on yes, battery street right on battery isn't it okay nice we have three minutes before seven o'clock now, let's get a little weather information. Bob Hallman is on the weather line, and will we have a nice day today, Bob? It's going to be a gorgeous one, Al. Temperatures mild, downtown San Francisco, throughout the Bay Area. It was kind of a cool morning. It started out at 48 degrees at Santa Rosa this morning, as low as 51 at San, San Francisco Airport. But temperatures will warm during the day. 76 for Oakland, 81 Redwood City, San Jose, 84 degrees, Vallejo, 85 Fremont, 82. Santa Rosa, 93. Concord, 86. Beach weather looks great. Monterey, 70 degrees or a little warmer than that. Santa Cruz, very warm. Sierra Nevada, bordering on hot, 87 degrees. The forecast high at Lake Tahoe, the overnight low, 42. Back into the 90s in the Sacramento and San Joaquin Valley. Uh, Stockton today, about 94 degrees. It'll be about 91 or 2 at Sacramento. Back to summer weather at last. All right, 56 right now, downtown in San Francisco. You're invited to enter a whole new world of visual experience. Come to the grand opening of Vidium Home Entertainment Stores, where you'll see more video cassette recorders than anywhere else in the Bay Area. Video games that not only play with you, <laughs> they can beat you. Plus home computers, big screen TVs, mini TVs, an entire wall of videotape box office hits, and much, much more.
Video on low prices include a Sanyo video cassette recorder for just $599 plus a $160 bonus package. Save $300 on Sony's 50-inch big screen TV. Video on stores at Concord Sun Valley Mall, Richmond's Hilltop Mall, and San Jose's Eastridge Mall. One minute before seven. It's happening now at Musi Buick. You don't have to wait until December for closeout prices on new Buicks because Musi Buick is having their closeout sale right now. Hi, I'm Bill Musi, owner of Musi Buick in Palo Alto Menlo Park. And if you've been shocked at the prices on new automobiles, come in and see us for a pleasant surprise. During our closeout sale, you can buy new 81 Buicks at lower prices than we've ever advertised before. Listen to these prices. 81 Skylux from 5888. 81 Regals from 6888. 81 Regal Diesels from 7888. These diesels have automatic transmission, power steering, power brakes, air conditioning, and much more. Combine these prices with GMAC's low, low 13.8 annual interest rate with approved credit, and you'll have a great new mileage-making Buick at a price you can afford to pay. This closeout sale and the low 13.8 interest rate ends August 31st, so hurry. See me, Bill Musi, and I'll make you a Buick believer. Musi Buick just passed the Stanford Shopping Center in Palo Alto, Menlo Park on El Camino Real. This is KCBS San Francisco, and the World News Roundup is next, sponsored in part by Crocker Bank, the bank with the Crocker automated tellers. Open right now to serve you. 7 a.m. Good morning. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.